Welcome to the Hello Sunday podcast with me, Nikki Hyden. This is the podcast that discusses everything self-development, spirituality and sobriety. And it wouldn't be me without a little sprinkling of humour. Whether you are just starting out on your journey of self-development or have been exploring these topics for years, are completely alcohol-free or just curious about living a more sober lifestyle, this is the podcast for you. Each week, I'll be exploring topics in both solo episodes and with some amazing guest experts. So if you like what you hear, then please subscribe, rate and review. So with that said, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, bonjour, hola, welcome back to another episode of Hello Sunday. I hope you're all well. I hope you've all had a very good week. This week is a super exciting week because I have my first guest with me today. So this is somebody that I met through Francesca Amber's book club. Uh, She's a fellow northerner. I say fellow northerner like I'm not from Birmingham. Um, But as far as I'm concerned, I'm a northerner now. Um, And her dulcet tones have been coming into my ears for many, many months now as I listen to her fantastic podcast, The Positive Pig. So today I'm joined by Sophie Waddington. Welcome, Sophie. For having me. How are you? Are you on school holidays at the moment, aren't you? How's it going? My best life. Uh, yes, I am on school holidays and the sunshine has come out at last, finally, after three weeks of solid rain. So, yes, life is good. I'm very well. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, all good. I oh, know this weather's just been not going to be negative, but I'm struggling where the bloody up. hell is the sun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sick of rain now and uh, I always go on about not complaining about the weather but I have complained about the weather for several weeks. Well yeah especially when it's like your summer break as well and you probably make all these plans to do stuff and then the weatherman's got another idea so. Um, it's coming yeah. I can feel the heat wave coming now. Starting yeah. Right now. yeah I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much for joining us today. Um, So today's episode is all around sort of finding your purpose and following things that, you know, are your passions. And I feel like you've had, I guess you've led many lives, had many different careers, many different life experiences that have led you to, you know, doing what you do today, I guess, both in your teaching career and also with your your self-development. So I thought it would be worth sharing that with some of our listeners, because I quite often get messages about, you know, how do I know what my purpose is? How can I find, you know, what I want to do? whether it's career-wise or whether it's just for, you know, for passions. Um, and you're somebody who's who's living, breathing proof of, you know, being able to do that. So um, do you want to tell us your story? Yes. I mean, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> My mum called me Mr. Ben because I've had so many different <laughs> attempts at purposes along the way. <laughs> it's all uh, cosmic breadcrumbs, isn't it? <laughs> There's nothing much I haven't tried, to be honest, but (laughs) this is, in the last couple of years is when I've found my purpose um, through a series of unusual events, but (laughs) um, so I'll I'll tell you about that. So about two years ago, I decided that I really wanted to start spreading the the law of attraction, manifestation, all those things, Um, and I wasn't really sure how I was going to do that because that's something that I've been kind of studying almost since I was about 17 Mm. um, and really 
like just consumed it more and more. I just couldn't get enough of it. Um, and at that time, I didn't really have much like spirituality, I suppose. I, didn't, I wasn't really yeah. kind of into that sort of stuff at the time, but I was very much into manifestation and how your thoughts create your reality. And I, I would talk about it to anybody that would listen, which is no one <laughs> <laughs> at, at the time. So anyway, I went into teaching after a series of going into jobs that I didn't feel fulfilled in. And uh, I just used to go to work and think like, this is, you know, if I wasn't here, I wouldn't be making any difference. Like nobody would even notice. So yeah. I'd get that really frustrating feeling. Um, I went to uni to become, a, well, I was going to become a midwife. And then on the day I changed it to teaching after <laughs> years leading up to midwifery, I was like, nope, teaching it is. Um <laughs> So the shock horror of everybody around me. Um, I went into teaching, loved it, but didn't love all the the paperwork and all the stuff that goes with it. Um, so in two thousand and twenty one, I suppose I think it was twenty yeah two thousand and twenty one in the lockdown, I was feeling really overwhelmed, really stressed, um, and I decided I was going to leave teaching so that I could focus on more of this stuff. I, I had the idea to start a podcast and all of that mm. um, and decided I was going to go into like sharing that stuff more. I didn't really know how exactly I was going to do it at the time. Um, I was also with my partner of six years. I lived with him. We had enough money to do it between us. You know, I could drop down from my job and all of that stuff. And then we were getting married. And then obviously uh, on the wedding day, well, not obviously, I know you already know this, but <laughs> Um, on the wedding day, dropped a bit of a bombshell that he wasn't coming. So <laughs> that was a bit of a, a curveball I wasn't expecting. I mean, we laugh now, but obviously that was a major turning point for you yeah. and a, a huge kind of, not even rock bottom, but, you know, just something yeah. that, yeah, just really a, changed things. Something that I never expected, obviously, to happen. Like, it was just a bizarre scenario. And... I'm very grateful for that now because that is what pushed me to completely change direction and I had to just make it work and I started my podcast and, and went from there really. And that's that last two years is where I've really felt most aligned, most happy, most purposeful than I ever have mm. in my life. So if that hadn't have happened, although it was obviously very stressful at the time and not yeah. ideal, a lot of good came from it. Um, and I'm now, you know, too about 18 months, two years into this podcast and and there's lots of opportunities open up, opened up from it. And, yeah, it's really good. I'm enjoying life. So I feel very much that I'm aligned with my purpose now. Um, yeah. It's been a bit difficult at some points along the way, but I wouldn't change it. Yeah. And actually it's interesting because I think at the time when those things happen to you, you just think – Oh, fuck, my life's over. That's it. Never going to be happy again. And yeah. looking back, you always realise why they happened, don't you? You know, it's always that sort of um, hindsight, as mm -hmm. they say, that's a wonderful thing. Sometimes you've got, you know, you're not always like brave enough to make the change from where you are. And when something like that happens and, and the rug's completely ripped from under you and you have... Mm nothing like you, you you know you've lost your relationship you've lost your your house because obviously had to sell all the house and everything like that the whole life that you had planned is gone mm. then 
you've got a blank slate really so you you can you can start rebuilding yourself in a different direction um so sometimes i think when things like that happen it, it can definitely be a blessing because it it forces you to think actually what what do i want is this the life that i want to go on because when i think back all the things that i had planned no, I wouldn't want that, you know, but I was just yeah. on the treadmill of like, this is what people expect. You get you get a house, you get married, you have a baby and, and all of these things. And I think, no, I thought that actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I want to do. I want to live my best life here. I mean, you, and, you and I are aligned in the, uh, the having children thing. Yeah. Plus, you know, <laughs> it's, not it's not the life for me. Like, I love the ones I teach, love them, but I would not want them in my house. <laughs> no. <laughs> And you mentioned that you kind of got into like self-development and spirituality when you were about 17. What was it? Do you know what it was that kind of uh, interested you at that point? Yeah. So while I was growing up, my dad would always read things like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and and all the like classic kind of self-development books. And there wasn't really a lot of that out there at the time. It was up until two or three years ago, the whole idea of manifestation and, and all of that stuff was, was seen to be a bit like, you know, crackers. You you weren't, it but wasn't we were. mainstream at all. And it's only just come into that now. So I watched him doing all of this stuff and he was a really positive person. And I grew up in those kind of surroundings. And then when I was 17, I'd, I'd come home I think I was whinging about my job or something like that, or like just complaining like a general teenager. And he made me sit down and watch The Secret. And I thought, what a crock of shit. Like, <laughs> then you'll know, like, all, all the dramatic music and stuff on the intro. Excuse me. It's like very, you know, I thought, what a lot of shit. But I watched it again. Something made me watch it again, even though I'd, I'd said, like, it was a lot of rubbish. Um, and from there on, I just couldn't get enough of it. I would read everything, watch everything. Um, and I suppose later down the line, the other person that really got me into that sort of stuff was reading D- Jordy Spencer's work and yeah. watching a lot of his things. He was kind of the second, he gave, gave me a bit of a boost because I'd known about it for a lot of time, but not really done anything much with it. Mm. And then when I started looking into his stuff and how he'd healed himself from a, a really serious injury and things like that, it just started it all over again and I couldn't stop. <laughs> I just yeah. consume everything I could find about it. So I just think it's amazing. And, and it still surprises me now that people are new to it. You know, I can, I can say, I can tell people like, oh, yeah, I've got a podcast about manifestation. And, and they're like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> it's my whole world. And to some people, it, it it's new information. So... Yeah, I think it's easy for us to think it's such a saturated market. And, you know, when I was thinking about bringing this podcast out, I was in two minds because I'm like you, I consume it on a daily basis. And I probably listen to about 20 podcasts a week whilst I'm working and getting ready and in the car. I've never not got a podcast on. But there's still people that will message me and be like, oh, I've never listened to a podcast before. Yeah. One of my best friends had said oh, this will be her first podcast, yeah. which to me is just absolutely wild. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's I guess it's the people that you surround yourself with and, and that becomes to you your bubble and what you think and see. But there's a lot more people out there that are, are new to it. And actually just hearing you say something in a different way mm-hmm. might land with them even if they have heard it before. That's um, the thing. I think a lot of people are put off by... Uh, you know the idea of starting a podcast or talking about this 
this kind of stuff, mindset things and, and anything to do with that because they think other people are doing it. But I, I, I'm like you, I'll listen to lots of different podcasts and we're all drawing from the same source. We're all having yeah. the same information. We're just connecting to it and, and it's coming in and we're delivering it. But who you want to hear it from is, you know, up to you. And, and what somebody says the same message in like, let's say like in a, an American voice or whatever or a style somebody might really resonate with that and somebody might resonate with me or you in in the same information but it's how about it's about how it's received and so I think it's really important to remember that you don't need everybody you'll you'll find your people you know the right people come to you definitely and actually one of the things I loved about your podcast was you did have a northern accent and it it did feel more kind of genuine and, and more not even genuine but relatable to me because I'm surrounded by the northern accents all the time in Yorkshire and it was just a bit different than perfectly polished kind of American or, or yeah London toes it's one of the things I love about Fran and the book club because she just says it like it is and she doesn't filter herself um yeah and it lands better it does it's uh I think it's very hard to I, I did consider at first whether to make it more polished and I I can if I want to kind of tone down my accent like I can speak a bit more formal I suppose but that takes like me conscious you know I have to be conscious of that yeah and I, thought, I don't want to have to put up any kind of front or make it all perfect and a lot of the comments that I get and I'm sure that you'll get and uh, I know Fran does is that people feel like that you you're the friend you know and you're relatable it's yeah. like it's one of your friends which is a really good um thing to have I think you know yeah and I do listen to more polished ones as well but I also like just like the friendliness of speaking to somebody who sounds similar to you or is more, you know, relaxed in the way that they speak. Definitely. Also, I love the points in the podcast where Gloria attacks you and uh, you just leave that in and and please never edit that out. Gloria is Sophie's cat for anybody who hasn't listened to her podcast. And um, I think there's a love-hate relationship there, isn't there? And you mentioned earlier that you were kind of, I guess, gunning for um, a career in midwifery. Mm. What changed? Because clearly there's synergies now between your teaching and actually what you do with the podcast in terms of teaching these ideas. So something must have resonated more with you in that field. What was it? Well, I, I think at the time, um, having ADHD, whatever I'm surrounded by, I, I become fairly obsessed with. <laughs> uh, I've been out and bought a, a keyboard yesterday. I have no interest in being a pianist, but I'd seen a TikTok of somebody playing Interstellar on a piano, and I was like, I need one. So, oh. I, so I, I kind of get pulled in lots of different directions all the time, and the thing that's um, been consistent is is self development stuff. That's the only thing I've ever really been consistent with. So I went and did a couple of years of like prep to go into midwifery, and then literally got there on the day, and I was like, "You need to do teaching." I think it was just my intuition, and I just followed it, and I, I signed up for teaching on that day, and, and that was it. And if I hadn't have done that, you know, things would have been very different because the skills that I've gained from teaching especially during covid and the lockdown and all of that yeah you know, online teaching like gave me a great you know starting point for doing things like podcasting and lives and, and stuff like that so yeah I think it was very much guided that I 
I did that on that day and just listening to your intuition and if something feels right, going for it. For those of you that are regular listeners to the show, or maybe you know me personally, you won't have been able to get away without hearing me talk about Simprove. Simprove is a scientifically backed, water-based probiotic drink. You drink it daily and it has been scientifically proven to help with things like bloating, IBS symptoms, pain. It was actually a dietitian friend of mine that introduced it to me last year and I honestly wouldn't be without it now. It's helped with my energy, with my bloating, it's helped with my immune system and also things like my skin. The list is honestly endless. Now I have got a code for you. So if you'd like to try Simprove, you can get 50%, that's a massive 50% off your first three month subscription by going on to Simprove.com and putting in the code Nikki50. That's N-I-K-K-I-5-0 or clicking the link in the show notes. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? I think when you're younger, especially for me, there was probably things that I look back on now and I ignored my intuition on. And it was just due to the fact I didn't really know what it was and I didn't I didn't trust myself, I guess. Whereas when you get a little bit older and you're more used to it and I guess you've kind of had a bit more experience, you, you know what that sort of calling is, don't you? You know what that feeling is. And you know, even if it's kind of a bit crazy at the time, it, it you just go with it yeah um, and it's following those breadcrumbs isn't it and actually just going with what it is that you want to do so you did two years of prep and then just on the day that's yeah, crazy wow college doing like all like biology and all of that stuff to get in because wow. I haven't listened to a bloody word they were saying at school so I actually <laughs> at, at, you know when I were older do all my GCSEs and all that again um and I didn't really know it was intuition at the time. I just felt very much like pulled towards doing that. Um, I think it was probably like my spirit guys just giving me a massive shove in that direction. Yeah. Like I say, I wasn't aware of any of that at that point in my life. It was only later on that I realised like, oh, that I was being guided in that direction that day. Um, and in lots of other ways, you know, along the way. Um, yeah. So I only really got into kind of spirituality and things like that maybe two two or three years ago and mm-hmm. really more open to that and since then I use my intuition for everything like that I will go in whichever way I'm guided and I trust it completely now and that would have helped me if I'd have um known that sooner and if I'd followed it sooner and stopped thinking with my head and listened to where I'm being guided mm. and there might be people listening now who think well that's all good and well but how do I know what my intuition is? What does it feel like? And I guess it's different for everyone, but what what is that for you? I think it you become definitely more connected to it the more things you do like meditation and journaling and you, you go more into yourself and, and you realise the connection that you have. Um, you feel much less on your own. Like I always feel like uh, sometimes when I'm stood in front of the mirror, I can almost like visualize like a, a team of of beings behind me, you know, wow. like constantly. Um, and I know that I can ask for help. So I think if you're struggling with your intuition, I'd say ask, you know, like out loud, ask your spirit guides, ask your angels, even if you're not really into that yet and you're not, you're kind of a bit like, well, I don't know if that's true or not. Test it, you know, ask yeah. guidance and see that there'll either be a sign or you'll be 
something will open up to you or you'll be really, you'll just feel a strong pull towards one way or the other. Mm. Um, that is your intuition. That is, because to me, intuition and your spirit team is all, all one. It's all kind of, we're all connected to everything. So yeah, when I say spirit team, that's more like a, a visual kind of thing, but it's in you, you know, you, you're being pushed in one way or the other. Um, I saw a guy a couple of years ago that that put it really well and he said he was a, a like a spiritual medium and I went watching him and he said sometimes you you like your life is like a maze and you really really want to go in one direction and it'll be blocked or something will change and you'll feel really disappointed and you'll be forced down another path but they're looking at it from above and, and they can see the quicker route for you or the better yes. route for you um so ha- accepting when something's really disappointing or when you feel like frustrated with something and keeping that knowledge that it's for a higher purpose and actually you're being guided somewhere better is is a really you know good tool to have because that's the kind of thing that helped me in those days when my life had just gone to complete shit in the 3D and like I'm looking around me thinking well this is fucking fantastic <laughs> great <laughs> Uh, but I always knew that, you know, there must be something better in the walls and, and having that trust in your intuition uh, uh, or in your spirit team, whatever you want to call it, is, you know, can get you through some really, really difficult times and lead you to where you're supposed to be and where you want to be. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? I think it's just that blooming word that keeps coming up again and again, surrender. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, but how, but how? And it is just a quiet knowing that everything's always worked out so this yeah. will as well and yeah. um, I mean I'm similar to you. you you know my story of you know sort of what happened to me um you know with my first marriage and mm. that broke down because um yeah he he cheated essentially so yeah. um I'm the same as you at that point it wasn't I wasn't able to look at that and think this is all fine it's all going to work out because I hadn't done the work I hadn't had those experiences my natural reaction was fucking hell, this is the worst thing that could have happened and I'm never going to be happy again. But looking back, the life that I would have had had that have not happened is so different from the life I've got now. That's and it. I can't see how that would have been a better route. It wouldn't have been a better route for me. So yeah. it is tough at the time, but I think the more it happens, the more you do, yeah. the more you're able to surrender to it. It's, it's not about um, when something that's hard happens like just being like oh it's all great you know it's all about fine like it's about you know you're allowed to feel like absolute shit and go through those emotions and and sit with them and 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 accept that they're coming in but also you know you can let them go back out and you don't have to stay in that point forever suppressing the feelings that you have as a human is never going to do you any favors it's if you need to be angry be angry you know like let it come in and and then let it go out and, and trust that at some point you are going to find yourself in a better place for it. Um, I think sometimes what people do, and I, I did a bit of this as well, is kind of suppress it too much and be like, yeah, it's great, because I knew it was going to turn out well. I almost yeah. didn't let myself experience those emotions for probably a year. Um, and and if I were doing it again, <laughs> which hopefully I won't be, <laughs> I'd let myself be pissed off and angry and upset and I'd, I'd do it earlier you know yeah you know it, it comes out one way or another at some point it's just 
it's that temptation to resist it, like, you know, and put, and put it off. And it's just part of, part of being a human, isn't it? Having your emotions and allowing them in. Well, exactly. And if we didn't have those shit times, we wouldn't know what happiness felt like, Absolutely. I guess. It's a cliche, but it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, definitely. You know, you can't enjoy the good times if it's, you know, appreciating the sunshine today because we've had three weeks of shit weather. Like, you know. Very true, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, every, you know, every sunny day, you'd just be like, sunlight. It, it's true. It makes it yeah. more special when, when the good stuff happens. It's true. I remember talking to somebody years ago who lived in Spain and we were over there visiting and I said, oh my God, this view is stunning. Like you must just wake up every day and be so grateful. And they said, "Mm, yeah, you kind of get used to it after a bit. And to me, it was mental because I've been there for like three or four days and just looked out over this absolutely stunning, you know, they were right by the beach and could hear the water. But to them, it was just the normal now because they, uh-huh. they got it every day and they'd almost been spoiled with, yeah. you know, what was nice. I mean, I'm sure a couple of weeks back in Birmingham and they'd have been very <laughs> grateful for their view. But yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly that happens. And I think that's that's why it's important to, and I'm always preaching about this, is is to be grateful, like actively grateful, because when when life is good and you you know you're having a great time, that's how life's supposed to be. But if you want yeah. that to continue, you really need to to be actively taking it in and feeling gratitude for it. Like you know, I'll walk around my house. My, my family think I'm mad because I've got this two bedroom flat that I absolutely love and it's mine and it's done exactly how I want it and it's got all of my stuff and it's perfect for me. Yeah, I walk around the house and I'll be like, oh, I love this. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. And it's only like a little space, but in my old house, I would I just constantly wanted more. I had a bigger house, and I was like, right, I need an extension. I need the garden done, and I never took a second to be like, this is a fucking great house, you know. Like, whereas yeah. I'm happier with a lot less, and I don't want the same because I just appreciate everything that I've got and now, you know. And mm. I'll, I'll I'll know I know that at some point I probably will have you know, a big fancy house maybe at some point in the future, but I'm not desperate for it because I love where I am now and I, I'm grateful for it. Yeah, no, exactly that. It's so true. I think just being appreciative and being grateful is it's just a high vibe emotion, isn't it? And it does, it's, you know, it does help you to attract more and you things yeah. just seem to fall in your lap more because you are attracting things that are on that, you know, that same alignment and um, they're always good things. And, and being <laughs> grateful through the hardest, like days it is even more powerful because if you can find small things to be grateful for on your shittiest days mm. you're really raising your vibration there and, and bringing in more of what you want and not more of the shit yeah absolutely so what's on your vision board for the future then what are your future goals well i'll show you oh she's got it with her amazing i love the uh the visual i can't remember exactly this is it. Oh, it's a very neat one as well. I love how organised it is. So I've got, I've got a financial goal on there. I've got being number one podcast. Oh, brilliant! I've got a thousand downloads. That's yeah. my next step. I've just hit fifty recently, so I'm going to get a hundred. You hit fifty thousand. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> You get $50,000. Oh, my gosh. That's it. I mean, doing this now for the last few weeks myself, I know how amazing that is. So congratulations. Well, that was on my board, and now I've switched it over to 100. So I've and I, I put it on when I think I got about 1,000 or 2,000, and that's when I put it on. And I was like, I know I'm going to get there, and I did. Um, I've got 
speaking in public, which is yes. something I've done now. So I'm going to change that one up. Um, and I've also got a picture of me and my dad walking up a mountain because that's something he loves to do. Oh. And I, I want to be able to do it with him. So that's one of my big ones, actually. Like, I really, really want to walk up a mountain with my dad. <laughs> I love that. Oh, they're just, they're such aligned goals as well. Like, knowing you as a person, those things, they're not you know, showy things, like you say, it's not, I want a mansion and a Range Rover. It's things that really mean something yeah. to you. And do you think that's, I guess, the key to achieving things and the key to success is really kind of aligning with your values, what it is that you want? Yeah, I think when when you're not in alignment, you, you're chasing after a lot of things. And there's nothing wrong with wanting material things. I think that's really like villainized that, you know, if you want a fancy car or you want a big house that, you know, you you're doing it wrong but I don't think that's the case mm. I think that is the initial things that we chase after because we th- we're still trying to get our um feelings of acceptance and things from the outside world you know what people think of us yeah. whereas when you do that work on yourself and you, you're focused on finding your purpose and feeling aligned the stuff that you want does naturally change like the money that you want is so that you can have travel like and experiences. It's not so you can have a lot of money in the bank. Like yeah. It's it's different kinds of goals and things like being able to walk up a mountain with my dad is like a massive goal for me. And and even the downloads, I mean, there's probably a bit of like an ego thing in there that you want hundred thousand downloads, but it's also because I the the feeling of that you've reached that many people with a message that might yeah. help them. You know, that's a big, big thing for me. Um and I think that's like you were asking me before about your purpose and I was telling you about, you know, doing a lot of different jobs and all of that sort of stuff. And the, th- the thing that helped me find my purpose was a book that I read called uh, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Mm. And there's a question in it and it said, what would you do for free because it doesn't feel like work? And that is your purpose. Wow. And I answered that question and it was, I want to talk to people. Like that's all I want to do. So podcasting is is my purpose everything else that comes off it that you'll you know you make money from or you you can turn it into a career that's great but your purpose doesn't have to be your career if you can make it into it even better but yeah it, it's not always you know it might be that you're raising children certainly isn't for mm. me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> teaching it might be yeah uh, baking it could be anything you know what what's your purpose that you would do for free because it makes you feel so aligned and so connected and for me yeah. that, that was it was talking so I was like well that's the thing that I'm naturally inclined to do I can't stop talking so <laughs> that's the way forward no I love that and I think that question is so important and you've you've really said something that's kind of resonated there about it not having to be your job because I think so many people think that you know that age-old cliche of find something that you love and you never work a day in your life like that's bullshit even people that do stuff that they love and, and actually I think sometimes people that do stuff that they love as a job it soon becomes something that they don't love as much because it's there's pressure on it there's numbers on it you know if you start doing something like you have with your podcast and it's just for the pure passion and you haven't got 
a goal in mind in terms of, you know, I need to make a hundred grand out of that this year. Yeah. You, you can follow that passion and you can follow doing what you enjoy with it. Um, and, and like you say, you don't have to, I mean, I've, I work in recruitment. I've got my own recruitment business working with ethical brands. I love doing that. Is it, my passion if I wasn't doing that would the world fall apart probably not but Mm. equally you know it doesn't have to be because now I've started the podcast I'm just enjoying doing this every week and and that's a real passion I still I still really enjoy my job in school I'm glad that I'm out of teaching because I couldn't deal with all the bullshit that went with it you know I love being with the kids and I I, in some ways I think that why I'm on a bungee rope back to my school because I, I love it so much I spend a lot of time with people you know all my best friends were there and I'm I'm really close with the people and the kids, um, but I'm glad that I also have this, and this is progressively becoming more my career. Um, yeah. And it's, but I feel very aligned with doing it. But you're absolutely right in saying that the more pressure you add to it, <clears throat> it does become difficult. Because when I started doing it, I like you know I was thrilled that people were listening, and then after a while, like maybe eight, six months or so, people were like was the podcast episode and I was like oh shit <laughs> and I've like inboxes full of messages saying are you putting another podcast out and I'd be like oh, the pressure is so <laughs> I've had to kind of struggle through that a bit uh, to become more consistent because people do expect you to do it now and I'm happy to provide it but it, it's right you know when when you've got something that you just enjoy doing and then suddenly it becomes a bit more pressured it, it can be a bit of a struggle to yeah do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not there with it yet, but yeah, I can totally relate to how that would feel because I guess at the start you're putting stuff out when you feel called to do so and when you've got the energy and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, this is actually now a weekly commitment and people are, you know, wanting to listen to it. They're waiting for it. So Um, you mentioned earlier as well, and just wanted to touch on this because I know there's a few people that I've spoken to over the course of the last couple of weeks that um, have either recently been diagnosed with ADHD or are currently going through a diagnosis. Um, What's been your experience of that so far and how has that kind of, I guess, impacted your life and and the things that you do? Mm. I was talking about this yesterday, actually. Um, So I only got diagnosed when I was 30. Um, It came as a bit of a surprise to me because I thought I was, like, losing my memory. So the reason that I went to the doctors was... Oh, excuse me, is because I couldn't remember anything. Like I'd be in Tesco and I'd be ringing my ex going, what if I come phone? And you'd be like, a loaf. And I'd be like, what were it again? Like, <laughs> I had such a poor memory. And I think that was added to that I was under a lot of stress at work and I was feeling very uh, overwhelmed at the time. Right. And anything that makes you feel overwhelmed definitely, like, makes the symptoms of it worse, you know. Um, when I was growing up, I was always chatting like, and always kind of daydreaming, but I wasn't super hyperactive outwardly, you know, so it didn't get spotted. And I always felt like I was saying this to my mum yesterday. She, she was asking me what I felt like when I was a kid, and I said I felt like I was intelligent, but I couldn't do basic things, you know. Yeah. It was like there was a bit of a, a mismatch between it. So when I was in my jobs like when I used to work for a bank and they'd be like pushing me to move up in the bank and and I was, you know, really good with the customers and I was dead quick and I loved it, but I could not balance my till. I couldn't concentrate to do it. And then I'd go into another job and I'd always be on the verge of being sacked, like, but everybody really liked me. (laughs) So they were like, (laughs) I don't want to sack you, but you're really shit at this basic (laughs) Things that are way above your role, you know, like it was like certain things that were way above what the rest of them could do but I couldn't 
get the basic things because they were so boring to me. Like they were, I struggled with concentration. And then I would also have like a million different hobbies all at once, which is another reason that I knew that this was my purpose because that was the only one that like stood the test of time. I would mm. never stop wanting to do more stuff on self-development. Everything else was just like fleeting and still often is as the keyboard. keyboard. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want a fucking keyboard. Like, <laughs> um, so I got diagnosed when I was 30 and then I had like a massive realization. I was like, oh my God, like, because I started taking medication and and thought, shit, I've been wading through mud when everybody else has been walking. And I felt almost quite proud of myself for everything that I had achieved already, yeah. um, even though I didn't know it and I wasn't medicated. Now, if you fast forward like a year from that, I'm a bit resistant to take medication now because I actually have learned to just embrace it and I I really love having ADHD and I don't think it's a bad thing. There are still struggles with it, like procrastination is the worst thing for me. Mm -hmm. So I'll put things off and put things off and put things off, even though they're only small tasks. And that that's a bit frustrating, but it allows me to think differently and think of creatively and, and have different ideas to everyone. And I think that is a big part of it. And if you're in the school system, you're being labelled that there's something wrong with you, just like you are if you've got autism or dyslexia, because you don't fit in the box. But yeah. generally, you know, the people that are making big changes in the world have all got special needs. And and I think it, it's not really a special need at all. I think it's, you know, a special talent, if you look mm. at it the right way. Um, it's just a shame that we kind of label it in a, a negative way. And I think. Uh, having been a part of like a lot of Facebook groups on ADHD, it's a really negative hole of people complaining about how awful life is because they're being conditioned to believe that they're stuck with this thing that disadvantages them in some way. And what really we should be doing is just leaning into talents and lean away from what you what you don't like. You know, yeah. find a way to stop doing the stuff that you're really struggling with and actually lean into your natural talents that you will be given through having something like ADHD or autism or dyslexia, you're going to really flourish. But people are not exposed to that because this system is made for, you know, just one type of learner and one type yeah. of person. That's it, isn't it? It's just breaking that system and breaking the stigma. And I think it is slowly happening now. I know that, you know, I certainly know more and more people in my kind of friendship group and network that are getting diagnosed and I think the more people that do the better it will become because it's not going to be you know a small tiny minority of people and and let's be fair there's a spectrum and everybody's on it somewhere you know it's just that the majority and inverted commas don't have you know ADHD or don't have autism um but like you say it's not actually it's not actually a deficit. It's just the system that makes it that way. Yeah. Um, it's human traits, really. But to yeah. the extreme, you know, and it is. Yeah. It, I suppose your diagnosis is based on whether, how much it impacts your life um, negatively. But I wouldn't swap it for, for anything now because I've taken, I've worked hard to take out the things in my life that were a struggle, you know, having to do loads of paperwork. I, I changed my job because I, I was sick of trying to change myself yeah job when you know I could just change the job to fit me I don't want to keep changing who I am and I don't think anybody should um but 
I think it's important when you do get a diagnosis or if you do get a diagnosis, if you're listening to this and you you've, you think you might have it, not to get pulled into that, like, woe is me and, and use it as, oh, well, I can't do that because I've got ADHD. That's bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. you can do anything. you just got to lean into what you're good at and, and start fucking off what you're not good at as much yeah. as possible. Exactly that. And, you know, I, I know some amazingly creative and talented people that have been diagnosed and I haven't got an iota of their level of creativity in me. And some of the stuff that they can do versus me, it's it's definitely, definitely not hindering them. You know, it's 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 how you view it, I guess, isn't it? And again, I think having done the self-development work, you're probably more likely to have a positive lens on it yeah. than somebody who hasn't and has just been given it as a diagnosis and told that, you know, it's a disability in some way. Um yeah. when actually it doesn't have to be told to you, you know, you won't be able to you can't do this and you can't do that, but you can and and whether you choose to like live with that label as like a crutch or as uh, some kind of like superpower that actually you can connect with people really good or you, you can um, be really creative or you're a fantastic mathematician or whatever it is that comes from whatever diagnosis you get, focus on that. Don't focus yeah. on all of the perceived negatives because that, that's all it is. It's just your perception. Definitely. Great advice. So I've got quite a few people that are listening now who are early on in their sort of self-development journey. I have people contact me, as I'm sure you do quite a lot, asking for advice on where do I start? What would your advice be to those people if this is literally, you know, the very start and they're just trying to understand themselves a bit more? Buy yourself a journal. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's that's my number one, my two top tools for any kind of self-development, meditation and uh, journaling. Meditation changed my life massively. I discovered that when I was going through a difficult time in my life and my dad was unwell uh, and I was trying to kind of keep it together and make sure we were focused on his healing and it, it was coming out in me in really, really severe panic attacks in the night, like horrific, where I felt like I was drowning, like wow. awful. I was scared to go to sleep because I'd wake up two or three times in the night feeling like I was suffocating and Gosh. it was terrifying. So I was going to go on medication and then somebody mentioned meditation. Uh, I'd, I'd tried it a little bit in the past, like very briefly. So I, I was, I would have done anything at this point, you know, I would mm. definitely. Um, and I meditated for maybe five or 10 minutes every day for a week, never had another panic attack again. So Gosh, really, wow! I was at the point where they were going to prescribe me an, another load of, you know, harsh drugs to keep that contained, and I, that just went from meditation. So that's one of them. This the journaling part, getting to know yourself. It's like you, the stuff that's in my journal. I'd be sectioned if anybody. <laughs> I think we all would. <laughs> I, I'm very lucky that I live on my own because, oh my God. <laughs> but it's just such a great tool because it's like it's like a therapist, like it's a safe place to write down whatever you want. It doesn't matter what it is because there's only you looking at it. Yeah. And if you don't even feel comfortable with that, you can set it on fire, you know, like write it down and let things come out. And it's not easy at first and it, it be, it's a bit shallow often at the beginning so you're doing like you know you do your gratitude list and all of that which are all great things mm. but the more questions you start to ask yourself and using things like journal prompts you you'll like discover a whole world of shit that you've been suppressing and then you can get it up and release it and make make you know make space for the new 
So mm. journaling would be my my top one if you're just getting started with self-development 100%. Yeah, I think it's understanding where your development needs are. Like I know 100% I need to work on my patience. Yeah. Um, I know I need to work on kind of letting go of control sometimes. And I had no idea where those things came from before I started asking myself questions and, and trying to understand what it was about you know why I needed to have control yeah and where that I first come from um Mm. and nobody had ever spoken to me about that before it was just oh why do you want things done a certain way and blah blah blah. you know it was never well actually where does this come from and it was only asking myself those questions and like you say being really honest there's no point in doing this stuff if you're going to create curate it in case somebody reads it you've got to be really really honest with yourself but that will then open up kind of development areas that you can then focus on yeah like you say, a lot of the stuff that you're holding on to is stuff that you, you've developed in your really young years, like before you were even eight, and it, it sticks like shit to a blanket. So you, you, you've got it for the rest of your life unless you unpick it. And and a lot of people are held back by things that, including myself, you know, I've still got a ton of work to do. It never ends. Like you've always got more to do. But I've come a massive way, uh, you know, in, in the self-growth kind of part from journaling because it's uncovered things that have really limited my life that it's just come from like one comment when I was little you know like of a teacher or something like that and you think like this this has kind of crippled me my whole life whatever it is and it's just come from that and that's not true like that's not me you know like that's just some off-the-cuff comment that somebody said um so yeah, it's, it's just a fantastic tool and, and you can be completely free with it. And like I say, if you, if you don't feel comfortable, like I started out when I was journaling, I would put it in an envelope and just set it on fire, like, because I'd be thinking, if you're really opening up, you know, some of the stuff that you do right in there, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was reading through them as well and I was laughing the other day, reading through mine, and I was thinking, whoever reads this when I'm gone, like, they're going to think, whoa, we're all. <laughs> really didn't know her. <laughs> It's true, and it, it's also a great thing to look back on your progress because sometimes you feel like you've not come very far uh, in whatever it is, you know, whether you whatever issue you're trying to overcome. And when you read back, you see a big difference in the sort of stuff that you're writing then to now, and and it, it's just a great tool. I'll never stop going on about journaling because it's just changed my life completely. Yeah, amazing. Fantastic. So just finally then, I guess circling back to kind of the topic for today, mm-hmm. what tips would you give for somebody who maybe doesn't feel like they've found their purpose, whether that is, you know, in their job, if they're in a job that they hate, or they just haven't found something that they're passionate about yet? Yeah. What? How would you advise that they start to go about that? I'd say, well, don't worry about it. First of all, you've got plenty of time to find it. So there's a lot of pressure on us to to find our purpose and we think it's like this big elusive thing that it, it's often not ask yourself uh what do you enjoy doing like what are you natural naturally inclined towards what do you what makes you feel happiest write down a list of all the activities that bring you the most joy that you really enjoy doing um and that doesn't have to be like a hobby it can be any activity like for me it was talking you no know, yeah talking to people um and then ask yourself that Jack Canfield question what would you do for free because it doesn't feel like work and that'll lead you in the right direction and take off that pressure for your purpose to be something that makes you money because it Mm. it isn't 
uh, and often at the start it's not it's something separate it's often more something like a hobby or just something that you enjoy and trying to make it into something that pays you is a lot of pressure to put on it and you might find that you don't enjoy it as much that might come later on you know if you if you really put some effort into it but focus on your purpose being aligned with like what gives value you know what gives value to the world not how can I make more money or how can I do Mm. this or that if you're giving value and you're doing something that you enjoy, you, that will come. But you will yeah. feel in alignment and purposeful during that time, even when you're not, you know, when you're not making it into your career. So that would be my advice. Perfect. I love it. So where can people find you? Give us your socials um, and, yeah, and your podcast as well. Yeah, so my podcast is called Positive Pig Podcast. You can just Google it. It's on all the platforms. Um, you can find me on Facebook. We've got a private Facebook group called Positive Pig. So there's a, a group and a page, but just it's the don't really use the page now. Use the group and Instagram Positive Pig Podcast. So come and uh, follow me, and you'll find me talking in my Bolton accent on there. <laughs> <laughs> And you've got uh, the Vibe Tribe as well, haven't you? Which is your um, your subscription group, which offers loads more value and, and loads more yeah. interesting stuff within this realm. We do a bit of um, work monthly, so I'll do like a live workshop. We'll do uh, moon ceremonies, new moon or full moon or some kind of astrology sort of event, like we just did the Lionsgate portal. We do journal prompts every week. Mm. Um we do uh, music playlists. There's a few different things in there. So, yeah, that's called the Vibe Tribe. But you can Google that and it'll come up as well on Patreon. Fantastic. And I'll pop all the links as well in the show notes to make it Very easy much. for people. But, no, thank you so much. Honestly, I could talk to you all day. So- um, these are things that we've only scratched the surface of. But um, I think you are, yeah, living talking walking proof that you know you you can find your purpose and you can follow those crumbs and follow your passions and do stuff that yes sets you sets you on fire sets you alive um yeah well well done for starting your podcast because it's a big jump i remember it well and uh, it takes takes a bit of a bit of balls doesn't it to to get it started and go for it and I, i'm really enjoying listening so well done to oh, thank you you also forget how many people are in your network from like years ago i've had people messaging me and like clients and stuff in like my professional life saying oh I listen to your podcast and i'm thinking oh christ i didn't realize you were gonna listen so it is putting yourself out there isn't it? yeah people are actually gonna listen to me from my real life exactly and then i'm thinking like of stories and that that i want to tell and i'm like oh god that's a bit edgy but yeah we move into it you'll start giving a shit after a while oh yeah i've chatted shit for enough years anyway so i'm sure there's stuff out there somewhere (laughs) but thank you so much for joining us um and yeah i hope you have a fantastic week thanks for listening you can find us on Instagram at Pod, or you can email us on hellosundaypod at outlook.com. Have a great week.